Hello, welcome to You Don't Know Mojack. My name is Ryan. My name's Brent. And this episode, we're discussing SST 49, the Meat Puppets release, Out My Way. And it's a it's a weird release for me, I gotta tell you. I'm not that, I wasn't that familiar with it before listening to it this week, and I'm interested to see what you think, Brent. Before we get into it, I want you to hit me with a spiel or two. I don't have any. Zero spiels? Zero spiels this week. Oh my god. I'm going to go through withdrawal. Uh, <laughs> not even a single recommend? Oh, or a single recommend? No. I don't think so. What? Okay, well hang on. I'll get you with one spiel and you think of one for when I'm done. Okay. I was I was at one of my local record shops this past week flipping through the bins and I was going through the 7 inches and I found a release called Jack Brewer and Kava. Hmm. It's a 7-inch, and it's entitled Major Punk Statement. Okay. I've never seen it before. I can't tell what it is when I look it up online. It has a number of... I mean, I'll describe the music in a moment here. It says it's produced by Carducci at Kava Pad Studios. Okay. There's no date on it. And on the label on the single, it looks like a bootleg. Like I was going to say, it sounds like a bootleg. Yeah, it looks like a bootleg. Um, the runout grooves, they say Carducci on them on both sides. And on one side, it says, fuck off and live. And then on the other one, it says, time for a new haircut. Those are the runout grooves. And it kind of has like a, on the back cover, like a mohawk punk with an anarchy shirt on. But listen, like the songs are called Major Punk Statement. We're all created by the same God or Martian. Punk's not dead, not in his head, an A-head. It really sounds like it's, it's funny. I mean, I wasn't even sure whether it was Jack Brewer on it. It does sound like him. He's listed as, not as vocals, although he does have vocals on it. He's listed as God's trombone. <laughs> And then there's a few other guys, a guy named Bill DeLeonardis on guitar, John Seedon or Seddon on guitar, sax, turntables, Peter Kessel on drums, and then Major Babe on bass. Not to be confused and, with Lame Dude. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Lame Dude was it, unavailable for these sessions. Yeah, on 12-string yeah. um, or acoustic, whatever it was. Anyways, it's weird. It, like... It's funny listening to it after listening to We Became Snakes because that was such a solid record. And then this one is like all over the place. It sounds live. It sounds improv. It sounds like there are tape loops on it. I guess it's turntables. Hmm. I don't know. It's weird. It's SST related, I think. <laughs> but I'm not sure I would recommend it. All right. Cool. Hit me with a recommend. Have you checked out the public image is rotten yet? The box set? No. Isn't know? that all previous? Isn't that all previously released stuff? No. What is it? All the singles? Uh, well, it's the singles. Some of it's on that plastic box, but some there's a there's a live recording. Some of the stuff was on the metal box deluxe edition or whatever you want to call it that came out like last year or the year before. But there's some unreleased stuff on it, and there's a couple DVDs too with a whole bunch of like you know pop of the tops. That kind oh of stuff. yeah. Did you get it? Yeah. And you've listened to it? Some of it. I kind of just got it, so uh it's I mean, I don't know. I have 
gotta have it if it's pill and uh yeah yeah fair enough yeah i, I mean i plastic... i think they're scraping the bottom of the barrel for for extra tracks but yeah i've got the plastic box and i've got a ton of singles and you know what i and i like their later like their more recent albums their last two anyways Same. are really good really good last two but i still just go back to their first three records repeatedly yeah but you know you gotta much respect for pill i really want to see the documentary is what i that's what i really want to see and there's a slits yeah, documentary i really want to see too yeah i saw that too did you read johnny rotten's second book yes uh, yeah well no i bought the audiobook because he reads it and it's long and yes yeah <laughs> So yeah, I I guess I read it. I, it's anger is an energy, I think, is what it's called. Yeah, and it's way better than the first one. I thought. Yeah, I I read no whatever it's called, no blacks, no Irish, no dogs. Like when it first came out, which was in the early '90s, and I haven't read it since. So I couldn't I couldn't even tell you what it's like. But I recently um, did the same thing with Steve Jones's book, uh, Lonely Boy. He reads he reads that as well. Okay. Which really makes it because he's, you know, he's got the accent and everything. I don't know oh, if yeah. you call it if you call it a Cockney accent or what, what you call it. But, I don't know. Uh, I don't know where. I don't know where he's from. He might be a dodgy northerner yeah. or something. I don't know. It's uh, that's a good book. I didn't. I thought John Lydon's book was way better than Steve Jones' book. Steve Jones' book is a lot more debauchery. Yeah, John's second book is good because he talks a lot about pill. Exactly. Um, have you read Glenn Matlock's book? Negatory. No, nor have I, but I own it. <laughs> it's on this. It's on the stack of stuff to get to. I'm currently reading a book about Steve Earle. You want to talk about debauchery? I've read like, you know, <laughs> as you have hundreds of these kinds of books, and this one is up there, man, for debauchery. Did you read the Cheetah Chrome book? No. Yeah, that one's pretty high up on the list too, man. I'm sure. Yeah, it's pretty. There's a there's a passage in it where he's so high he chucks a gerbil out the window, <laughs> and it's it's funny and really sad. So like, there's just crazy stuff in it. Yeah, there you go. I squoze a spiel out of you. Yeah, I guess you did. Do you want to go out my way? Yeah. History lesson part one. So this is kind of a stopgap EP, I guess you could call it, Ryan. Between Up on the Sun and Mirage which came out in 87, Up on the Sun came out in 85. So they needed new material to promote so they could go on back out on tour because that was the only way they were making money. They planned to release a quick EP tour in the spring of 86 and then go on, go back to Phoenix and work on a full-length album over the summer. But while they were on that spring tour, a roadie, or their sound man, sorry, their sound tech, slammed Kurt Kirkwood's finger in their van door and it kind of side you know ruined their plans i guess you could say yeah no doubt this one is an interesting release have you ever been on Derek bostrom's website boast world no but it, but i'll tell you i think when i listen to this he's the guy i thought about most on it because like it sounds like a drum machine well it's not um but they will be using a drum machine pretty soon on the next one they are really going to start getting like they were really into technology eh? and on the next one they're going to start getting into electric drums guitar synths and that kind of 
culminated on the album Monster. I think it was their last SST one where they did use a drum machine. Yeah, I knew they did eventually, but the thing that struck me about this record is the way that it is, the drums are produced. They're so compressed, yeah, and there's not not many dynamics in the playing. And I was like, man, it already sounds like a drum machine. But the playing is super tight. Like, they are really tight, like the arrangements on this. But I know what you mean. Derek's not super wild about this album. Here's what I found on his website. Uh, In early 86, we informed SST we would no longer record in California. This is a quote. Henceforth, we would hire the studio of our choice, produce our own sessions, and deliver master tapes when completed. So they went into a studio in Phoenix called Shaton Studios. (laughs) I guess it's not Shat on. Shatton? (laughs) Shatton Studios? Uh, it was a con- so this was a converted guest house uh, behind the home of this wealthy couple that lived in Paradise Valley, wherever that is. Sounds highfalutin. Sounds rich. And this couple had uh, opened this studio to record uh, the Phoenix Symphony. Hmm. Yeah. So Derek says in the in the book, "Meet the Meat Puppets." I think that's what it's called. Um, he said that too high to die. Or sorry, too high to die. I don't have it in front of me. It's Greg Prado, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he stated in the book and on his blog that they were kind of blindsided by the the success of Up on the Sun, and the only direction that you can, this is a quote, the only direction that you can think to go in is like mainstream. The songs were less quirky and a greater attempt to replicate standard kind of pop songs. And I think like college rock is kind of in full swing at this point. And they're trying to keep up with maybe Husker Du and the Replacements, who I'm not sure if they had moved on to major labels, but were definitely being courted by the majors. And there was all this talk about Meat Puppets kind of getting lumped in with with them, you know, just because of the critical acclaim for Meat Puppets 2 and Up on the Sun. Like, it's inevitable that they're going to go to a major label too. Sounds like opinion at SST was maybe a little bit divided about you know, like, you can't call this a commercial album by any stretch, but, you know, it's definitely, it's not as psychedelic, for example, as, as the other two. Yeah, it. the thing that struck me is very much what you're describing so far, and the thing that was missing is, like, the jam band sound. Yeah. There's a good quote that kind of sums it up by this guy, Greg Cott, who does the liner notes to the Ryko Disc reissue of this. He says, It was as if the pop's were saying that though they were presenting this more accessible music, it would be on their terms. Out My Way was their way of saying, come along for the ride. Hmm. So, like I said, uh, Derek doesn't really like the songs. He kind of This is kind of what he says about it. Long instrumental passages and opaque and incomplete lyrics. But he does say the song structures were fully realized by the time we got into the studio which I think is pretty evident, like, you know, like I said, the the arrangements, like the endings of the songs and stuff are are super tight. But Derek says, even today, it feels like a wrong turn. He eventually came to appreciate the album, but always thought of it as a lost opportunity. Here's a quote from Derek Bostrom. Self-indulgent and sterile, a brooding exercise in fretboard dexterity. (laughs) 
That last piece is uh, very true because the Kirkwoods are all over the place. Yeah, they for sure are. Apparently you, they used a click track when they were recording this too. Yeah, well, I mean, that's maybe that's part of what I noticed when I was listening to it. You know, it had very little natural feel to it, put it that way. Yeah. Like not just, not just the production, but it sounds a bit, the meter sounds really robotic, put it that way. Yeah, well, that might have been an attempt to maybe get Derek to play a, a little bit above his skill set. And I think he has basically said that himself. Like, you know, I think Derek Bostrom's an, an awesome drummer, but there was, I think at the time, and also Derek himself was maybe a little critical of his playing, not being up to snuff. Right. I think it's perfect for the Meat Puppets for me. Yeah, me too. It was engineered by this guy, Steve Escalier. Escalier. I think he... I don't know if he worked for the for that studio, but he has tons of credits. He's worked with like some really big bands. I think maybe even like Paul McCartney, but don't quote me on that. Or maybe Paul had rented out the studio. I'm not sure. That's really all about about the EP. They were touring a ton at this time, before and after. So, should we talk about the music? Yeah, let's do that. History lesson part two. All right, so it's an EP. It's 24 minutes long. Side one starts out with a track called She's Hot, which is written by Kurt and Chris. It's definitely, you know, hits that slick production kind of hits you right off the bat. Kurt's playing is pretty, pretty insane. He plays this like totally blistering solo at the end of the song. And uh, there's a part in the, in the Too High to Die book where Chris says, this was my, this, this song was my, was me going, hey, Flea, check out, check it out, I got funk. (laughs) (laughs) Flea, hey? Yeah, they're friends. They're good friends. Uh, Track two is the title track, Out My Way, written by Kurt Kirkwood. This, I wrote, this is a very Meat Puppet sounding song. Yeah, it's the one for me that sticks out on the record. I mean, we'll get to it in ballot result, but this is the one that kind of still has a bit of that vibe i totally agree yeah it's kind of a a trance almost the song it's kind of like mid-tempo kurt says in the book that the song is about how la san francisco and new york had these really happening scenes with these movers and shakers that are trying to pursue their dreams there's really happening scenes there and and then the meat puppets would just go back to phoenix and uh it was, you know, kind of a boring place, but it was their place. Mm. That, that's what the song's about. I don't know if it's like, you know, out my way in Phoenix. Right. Third track, Other Kinds of Love. This was one of my favorites. It's a Kurt and Chris co-write. I, I wrote that it would have fit very well on Up on the Sun. It's almost uh, like a birds, birdsy at times. It's got like this eastern sounding riff in the middle that could have been almost could have been played on a sitar. It's just a really nice song. And there's an interesting demo of it on the Ryko reissue too. Yeah, I was gonna ask, do you have this only on that reissue or do you have it on vinyl? What do you ha- what copies do you have? I just have the Ryko disc reissue of How many song. extra tracks are on that? Uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And so what Tight, so they're demos, hey? Well, that track, I Just Want to Make Love to You is on here. 
we we talked about that recently. And is that maybe on Keats Rides a Harley? I can't remember where we heard that. Mm, I don't think that's on Keats Rides a Harley. They do that old Neil Young song. Hmm. Uh, it's got Burn Down the Honky Tonk, which I think is like a George Jones song. It's got some I'm just... backwards drums on it. Not a lot of demos. Other Kind of Love is the only only demo on here. Yeah, I'm just wondering if they have... If that's the only one, I guess that answers my question. I'm just curious whether there's another studio version of songs on this EP that maybe have a bit more feel to them, you know? Yeah, no, the demo is a four-track demo. Okay. Uh, and then on the vinyl, you'd flip it over at this point with Not Swimming Ground. I love this one. Uh, it's a Kurt and Chris co-write. Uh, Kurt has a really wicked kind of hammer-on solo. In this one, uh, it's really tight, and I just love the main riff. Uh, the fifth track, Mountain Line, is written by Kurt. This one is like the most country-sounding track. It's got this quick two-step tempo, uh, a country-sounding bass line, and Kurt's almost chicken-picking on it. He's got this really insane Chet Atkins solo. And then right at the end of the song, they go into this really nice psychedelic bit. It just to totally changes up on a dime, and it's it's really cool. It's totally Meat Puppets. And the whole thing ends with Good Golly, Miss Molly, Little Richard cover. They were like the replacements in the sense that they always did tons of covers, and some shows were, like, you know, more covers than originals. But I think this is the, other than maybe Tumblin' Tumbleweeds on the f first one, this is one of the only covers that have made it onto an album. Uh, Chris, yeah. is, Chris is playing some piano in it, Little Richard-style piano. It's got a really noisy solo, which is good. And that's it. That's the end of it. You know what I was thinking when I was listening to Good Golly, Miss Molly? What's that? A number of times this week. Mm-hmm. I like the CCR version way better. Yeah. Pretty tough to beat CCR, but you know what? I really like this EP. It's not one I've listened to a ton. I definitely have not paid much attention to this one at all. Like, I really listen to it a ton this week because i felt i felt like i was listening to it for the first time almost yeah i maybe wrote this one off you know it's never going to be my go-to meat puppets album but it's a lot better than i maybe gave it credit for you know it's funny i like some bands with drum machines and stuff like that and really sterile production but i guess just coming off of the last record from them which really powerful record this one is just so drastically different sonically and it was jarring for me yeah i don't mind it you know it's interesting that they they went that direction to me and i'm i'm willing to go along with them because they're the meat puppets what about the artwork the front and back are both done by kurt as per usual he does most of it the back is like a a fish on a, it almost looks like it's on a sidewalk or something. A fish on a sidewalk, and one of its fins is actually looks like um, a bird. Yeah, I was thinking a duck, but yeah. Yeah. Well, guess what? A duck's a, duck's a bird. A, a duck's a bird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> True. True. Uh, yeah, I thought it was like a a countertop in a restaurant or something. But oh yeah, it might be that too. Yeah. How can you tell? Yeah. Well, it's a painting anyways, as is the front cover. And this is like uh Haidu art, which it looks indigenous. Yeah. I wouldn't call it I wouldn't call it Haida. 
Haida? Uh, like Western, Western Canadian. It has uh, an indigenous feel to it, though, for sure. Yeah. This is stuff we see a lot of in Canada, kind of like this, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, it might be reminiscent of indigenous uh, tribes from Arizona. Maybe. Their type, their type of artwork, right? Yeah. It reminds me of stuff you see a lot of around here, like on totem poles and stuff like that. Yep. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or it's like definitely reminiscent of that. Inuit art or something like that. I like it, though. Interesting kind of, like, I don't know if you can tell on yours. I, I wish I had the vinyl version just so that the artwork was a bit blown up. I've got a, just an ancient version of an SST CD, but the brush strokes on it, like on the table or the sidewalk on the back, or and like the lighter color on the bird artwork on the front, looks like some seriously thick paint going on there some texture going on for sure yeah experimenting it has a neat effect it's very cool yeah well you can wonder, tell it's wonder, a painting for sure yeah no it's it's got a it's got some depth to it that way it's cool i forgot to look up the original vinyl and see if there was uh runoff grooves on it <gasps> oh my god you're gonna have to post it after the fact might man. have to might have to we're gonna you're gonna get trolled endlessly we're not having the wax. <laughs> well, yeah, cool. I don't know. Maybe they were done with that by this point because in my head didn't have any. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it was definitely part of the aesthetic, part of the charm for the earlier releases. Hold the line. And Hold the line, Ryan. I got minute oh. flags sitting right in front of me here. I pulled it off my shelf today. Oh, so you can tell whether SST50 has got... Oh, it does. Right. It does. Okay, it does. Woo! That was a close one. Why don't you hit me with your battle result? Battle result. I want to do not swimming ground. I would have done that or other kinds of love. Not swimming ground. I think I think that's a good one. Yeah. I I I mean I kind of gave it away earlier. Out my way is kind of I kind of like the trance effect of out my way, and uh, we kind of seem to have. A bit of a track record for putting the title track on, but I'll go with Not Swimming Ground for sure. Good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I guess I don't have to ask you what's next week. Well, Brant, SST50, the Minute Flag EP, part Minutemen, part Black Flag, and then some. So it'll be interesting to get into that one. It sure will. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, all at MoJackPod. We post all kinds of info and tons of pictures of the bands and albums we discuss on the show. Our blog is MoJackPod.com. Please check it out for some exclusive content. If you like what we do and want to support the podcast, the best way to do that is to tell your friends about the show. Subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes is also appreciated. We love hearing your opinions, corrections, and feedback, so feel free to post on our social media sites and send us an email to mojackpod at gmail.com. Thanks again for all the support, and we hope to see you next week.